Thank you, Angela. A lot of cool things happening in our church, your church, and um, it's just uh, great to be a part of it. I'm so glad that uh, we all could gather together today and, um, and share. There we go. Question. Why do they make pizza round and then stick it in a square box and then cut it into little triangles? You know, sometimes in our life as humans, we can make things pretty complex. We can do some things that don't make a lot of sense. Um, God really wants to share his heart with us in a lot of different ways and really be clear with us. And he wants to make it easy for us to do. So even though we live in a, um, in a society and at a time where we're trying to um, complicate things, or so it seems... God really wants to make things clear. And you know, at Freedom, we try and lift up four key scriptural values that we see that God has called us to really focus on. And one is to help people know God. First, to be introduced to Him. But then as we know Him, as we get to know Him, we continue to go and see more of what He has for us in our life. And then we want to... Um, have a chance to, are we going to get that ringing? We're working on that ringing? Okay. Um, we're going to work on finding freedom. We want to help people get past the things that have them stuck. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a bad habit and they haven't been able to throw it. We want to try and help them by the grace and power of the living God find freedom. And then to discover purpose. You heard a little bit about that today with the men's uh, Bible study. That is our heart to help you discover why did God specifically invent you and why ha what does he have for you in the coming days and the last thing is to make a difference and so individually and collectively as a church it's our heart for you to experience each of those things and so we we measure we audit how we're doing as a church by those four values. And so we audit our kids' church. Are we, are we doing that in the kids' church? We audit how we're doing it in the youth ministry, we, the adult discipleship. Uh, everything we do, our Sunday morning experience, does it move us in those four areas? And so recently we've been talking a lot about how to pursue God. That is really key. If you're going to grow in any area of your life, you need to pursue, whether it's in your career or in uh, your parenting, whatever you're doing, you need to pursue. And so we need to pursue God. And we've been talking recently about how to hear God, how to distinguish in your heart that it is not you speaking, but him speaking to you. And then we want to help you know how to follow his leadership in faith and obedience. I mean, since I can't see God, I'm having to do this in faith. I have to walk in faith and I have to actually do something, not just know something. Therein is the obedience. And then how to believe God for the supernatural. Um, even as you heard uh, George share with us, uh, it is our heart to be a people who experience and who walk in God's supernatural. We don't have to be limited just to our own abilities. 
our own skills, our own things that um, have held us back in the, in the past, we can literally press in to the goodness and the promises of God. We can see him moving in our life. So as we um, move ahead and as you are a part of this church, you will be tested. You will be tested in those areas to see, do you really believe? I know I have been in situations where I get tested on the things I say I believe. Am I going to follow through? Am I going to take the risk that it might be to follow through? And so we're asked to continue to seek him, to pursue him, to hear him, and to obey what we hear. And I believe today our Lord is calling us to a faith step for God's kingdom advancement. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your incredible goodness that you would speak to people such as us. The Lord, while you know us completely, you would still want to speak to us. And so, Father, I thank you that you have entrusted your word to us. You want to open our eyes to what your plans are for our piece of history while we're on the planet. And so, Father God, I ask that you would show us what you're wanting to do in advancing us as a church in your kingdom. I thank you, Father, that it's going to call for a step of faith. That it won't always be fully understood at the beginning, but as we walk in obedience to what you expose, then, Lord, we by faith will walk to where you've called us. And so we bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, um, you probably would agree with this, but isn't learning to follow God kind of a process? I mean, we don't get it all at once. It takes us some time. It takes us some time to try and walk with him. And then normally we have those times that we fall. And we have an opportunity then to get back up, hopefully, and persist on following him. And that is part of this way of moving forward in life. And, and there is a blessing that comes with persistence with God. There is a blessing that comes with following him after you crashed. Getting back up and pursuing. And there is real blessing in that. Now, when we get back up, and we start walking forward with the things of God, we call that advancing the kingdom of God inside of us. His kingdom inside of us just moved forward. And when we get involved with other people and we help them, then we see God advance his kingdom through us to other people. And then when we band together, as a group of people making a big advancement in the kingdom of God, that's called a church. And that's the thing that God has so empowered, and we can read about it all throughout Scripture, but really a lot in Paul's writings in the New Testament. Freedom Fellowship wants to be that church that he can call on. We want to be that people that God can call on. You've heard this from me many times. I don't have to be 
the world's best at one specific thing. I, I am not the world's best preacher. I am not the world's best in so many areas of life. But I want to be God's utility player that he can say, okay, get in, Pat, handle this. That's my job. That's my goal is to be the utility player that God can call on at any time. I want to read to you um, a pretty interesting verse that I have read through many times and it didn't really resonate with me but I, I pray it does with all of us because today what we're going to be sharing something big so you can just be anticipating um, we're going to read in Matthew 4 18 through 22 about something big that happened to four men as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once, at once, at once, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. And they were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing the nets. And Jesus called them. And immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. What would it take for you to leave the familiar? What does God have to do to get your attention to leave your area of comfort and that which you're familiar with and move? Because he asked you to do something. What would it take for God to say, that you would actually yield your responsibilities and do what was on his heart at that moment. That's what these guys had to face. And I, we make it so easy. I walk, Jesus walks by, hey, you, you, come, follow me. And they're going to leave their occupation, their training, that which they've always done, that which they're fairly good at, and they are going to leave and follow him? Why would they do that? Was the Spirit of God convincing them that they were in the middle of a God opportunity? A movement from God that they were called by Him to be a part of. I believe that's what happened. They recognized what the Spirit of God was doing in that moment and they, they jumped in. And so I pray that we will be those people that can recognize when God is talking and we can jump in. You know, a little bit of background on um, freedom for some of you that are fairly new to us. We, we like to be thought of as an Ephesians 4 church that uh, embraces the fivefold ministries uh, of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And apostles are, are the literal word means sent one. And so... We believe and we embrace 
that those scriptures are alive and working today. Missions, as you just heard from George, is a big part of what we believe. We believe in inconveniencing ourselves and going out and helping people in a foreign area that don't know God. They're far from God. I've been on over 60 mission trips and, there's, and, and all of you have, many of you have been on many mission trips. And so we go out, Alejandro, the, more than any of us. <laughs> I think you're leaving this week, tomorrow to go to Africa for a couple weeks. He goes from one side of the planet to the other. We're, um, we're very honored to have them as part of our, our church, Alejandro and Rebecca and their family. Missions has always been a foundation point of who Freedom Fellowship is. However, our outreach in the local community is sorely lacking. We, we're not that effective, except for the food pantry. Vernon and Brenda, thank you so much for what you do. You feed 150 families a week. And then George leads the Spanish ministry, oversees the fan Spanish ministry because uh, in our food pantry, it, it used to be 5% uh, Spanish speaking and now it's 95% Spanish speaking. Primarily people from Venezuela that we have the privilege of, of serving. And, um, but thank you for what you do on leading the Spanish ministry and Leora, who's back there behind the window and um, uh, translating for people in this service to have a little earbud so they can understand what I'm saying, which is really a miracle because I don't know. No, I shouldn't. Um, or Marcos. We're grateful for Marcos when he translates also. Those two have been our, our go-to translators. And so they have really enabled that to happen. But we haven't really had an impact locally, but we do throughout the nation and the world. And so like our scripture in Matthew today, the elders of freedom believe that they have heard the Lord say to us that we should leave the familiar and follow him on a journey to move out of our comfort area and to move forward. And so two years ago, we believe that we have prophetically heard from the Lord that we are to leave this location that we built this church in 2004 and 2005, and we are to move to Apopka. And so we've been praying and seeking confirmation in God's timing and a sense for what he's saying uh, our sense for what he's saying is that sometime in the next one to two years, um, we will be moving our church family here from this facility uh, to the Apopka area. And so God initiated this prophetically, and we tried to press into him and say, God, help us understand the why behind this. What, what, what are you doing? And so... Of the things that we can grasp so far, because we have been on this journey of praying and trying to hear him clearly on this, here are some of the things that we have heard. You know, we are in Orlando, but we're not in Orlando. We are near Okoy, but we're not in Okoy. We are near Apopka, but we are not 
in Apopka. We're kind of in this no man's land. And therefore, being known in a community and knowing a community and serving a community, we haven't been able to really do that. We don't know what, what uh, schools to jump into and serve and help them, get to know the families of the students there, um, farm it for our youth group. We, we don't know where to plug in. Which community can we immerse our church in and make a difference? That's a challenge. Where are we currently are located? We believe that as we respond to the call of God on this, that we will be walking more into his favor, favor as we take up this assignment that he has given us. We sought the insight and confirmation um, and thoughts of our overseers, our three overseers of our church who are outside this fellowship, and asked them to pray and to think through that. And I'm going to read you what they said. They wrote me emails, each of them, on that. But before I do, I want to say this. God has already lined up a church to come into this facility. Our first action after we as elders felt, we, okay, we've made the decision God has called us to move. Uh, they asked me unanimously to contact Pastor Paul Diaz from Casa de Oración, which in English means house of prayer. Paul Diaz, uh, his church rented our facility during the times and days we didn't for many, many years, I think eight years. And then they moved. And... Um, so we felt compelled to ask him, would he be interested in this facility? Uh, Paul's church is a Spanish-speaking church. And this area that we live in or that we have our church in is increasingly Spanish-speaking. All you got to do is go walk the neighborhoods. And so I called Pastor Paul and asked him for coffee. And as we had coffee, I explained that we felt that God has called us to move our facility to Apopka, which would mean ours would be open to buy. Does he have any interest? And he sat there with a look on his face and said, you won't believe this. Our lease just ran out and we are currently looking for a place to buy. And so that was encouraging to us that right away, God would bring a Spanish-speaking church in the middle of this community to better serve the Spanish-speaking needs of this area. I already mentioned that our food pantry is primarily Spanish-speaking. And so there's 150 families. What if 50 of those families are able now to be better discipled than what we can do? I've often wondered, you know, I speak Spanglish and I understand a little Spanish. Um, but it, it's so much easier if I knew the language. And so we have been... Uh, passing out flyers, walking this neighborhood for years, but running into a language barrier. And so as we try at Freedom Fellowship to be very kingdom-minded, what does kingdom-minded mean? It means be thinking of what God's overall plan is and not just self-centeredly on our own church. We are now able to see where God would bring a church in to better serve this community than we can serve. And at the same time, move to where he has called us and assigned us to go. So for Casa de Oración, there would be no 
language barrier here. And then I would like you to listen to me if you don't hear anything else today. Please hear this one story that is, I, I, I want to fall on the ground when I hear it each time. So Pastor Paul said, I, I have to tell you something, Pastor Pat. Okay? He said, our church was founded by my dad in the Pine Hills area many years ago. And in 1982, my dad came by this property, which was not developed. And he immediately felt something in his spirit, and he went and he got his elders. And they came to this five acres you're church facility is on and they walked these five acres and anointed it with oil and prophetically declared one day we will be ministering here 40 years ago 40 years out of all the property in Orange County this one he finds and walks on and says one day God you're going to give us this place to minister and now, 40 years later, it's happening. I didn't know that. I was shocked when he told me that story. And I'm thinking, hmm, maybe God is in this. Maybe this is supposed to be their place. When I told this to Pastor Adam, uh, Pastor Adam had a very interesting reply. He says... Now, 40 years later, we are vacating their promised land that they may minister here. And we are moving into our promised land, the area God is telling us about. Now, Pastor Joe Warner is the founding pastor of Freedom Fellowship. He will be here next Sunday. Um, he was founding pastor and uh, the one that I've served under and he's been here, uh, he was here pastoring for 28 years. And so he's one of our three overseers of the church. He lives in North Carolina now, and he wrote this letter. Dear Pastor Pat and Freedom Fellowship, for many years, Pastor Pat and I have thought about moving the church facility to Apopka for a number of reasons. But the main reason was so our people could connect to a community. Being a church that is involved in a community and schools and raising up the banner of Jesus through a local focus was our dream. But we never sensed the timing of the Lord until recently. The elders believe they have heard from the Lord that the timing is now, and I agree. The other overseers agree as well, Pastor Keith Tusi and Pastor Tony Nardella. We feel that God will be greatly expanding the church in numbers, discipleship, and impact for our Lord. Missions, the fivefold ministries, and building up our community of believers will always be a thrust to freedom, but we have always lacked the local impact. We have to focus in a targeted area if we want to affect a community and beyond. I poured 28 years into founding and building freedom. I believe this is the timing and leadership of the Lord and give my full blessing to this great adventure in Christ, Pastor Joe Warner. This came from Pastor Keith Tusi, who is the head of the network of related pastors that our church is a part of. Um, and he said this, Dear Pastor Pat and Freedom Fellowship, During my long association with freedom, I've heard comments from Pastor Joe, Pastor Pat, and others about 
that a move into town that would give the church a great would give the church a greater exposure and opportunity. During my visits there are over there over several years I have personally taken time to familiarize myself with the Apopka. The park system in Apopka is amazing. Now what he's referring to those of you that don't know Apopka is Apopka has probably the largest reg, re, uh, recreational complex of all cities in Orange County. Hundreds of acres uh, off of Poncan Road that has soccer fields and football fields and baseball fields and, and volleyball and, and, uh, and tennis courts and it goes on and on in an amphitheater. That's what he's referring to. Every visit I see growth in the area. It's also not escaped my attention that the McGuffin family and others are well connected in the Apopka community. Being in a place that is more closely connected and accessible to local schools and businesses is always a plus for a church to be able to reach more people. I believe there has been a lot of prayer and due diligence done in considering this as a major intentional move to build community and to win more people to Christ. I am personally excited about the prospect of the move. Keith Tusi, NRP Apostolic Team Leader. And our last... Uh, Oversee is, is Pastor Tony Nardella, who was an elder here at this church. We sent out to um, Claremont to start a church in Claremont. He built it, raised up a, uh, an elder to take over. And Tony uh, is the founder and president of Heart of Titus Ministries, which sends about 30 um, teams around the planet every year. And uh, he's currently in Bolivia right now. Dear Pastor Pat and Freedom Fellowship, the idea of Freedom Fellowship moving to Apopka has been around for as long as I've been associated with the church. I had always thought that a move closer to Apopka would be a move forward. The reason is that the majority of the church's leaders and members come from that area. As you know, most of you live in or near Apopka, go to school in or near Apopka, have friends in or near Apopka, and commute to work from Apopka. But you go to church in Orlando. Wouldn't it be better, I thought, to have a church building closer to not only most of you, but your neighbors, schoolmates, and friends as well? One of Freedom Fellowship's greatest strengths has been making disciples all around the world, Matthew 28:19. A move to Apopka, I believe, would strengthen Freedom's ability to make disciples closer to home, too. I encourage all of you to do whatever it takes to put yourselves in the best position you can to fulfill the Great Commission. And for Freedom Fellowship, I believe that would entail a move to Apopka. May the Lord bless you, Tony Nardella. So that's the thoughts of our overseers. So why would Apopka, why would God move us to Apopka? I believe the number one reason is to reach and disciple the lost. That is God's number one reason. God's heart is that all would believe and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. God's sovereignty knows what is ahead. And we don't. We don't know what's ahead. We just know what we feel God has called us to the next step. Now, now, in this serious conversation, is probably not the time for a joke, but I'm going to tell you a joke. <laughs> kind of illustrates this principle. A man got a text one day. Please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. 
And so he walked into his kitchen and his wife was there and he said, hey, I just got a check, uh, a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. And his wife said, well, was he driving? He said, I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Well, were Carol and the kids in the car? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Well, were the people in the other car, were they hurt? I don't know. I just got a text from, that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Well, what hospital did they take him to? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. And she said, well, you don't know anything. What do you know? And he said, I know you need to pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Sometimes we don't know all the answers. But what we know is what we're responsible to do. What we know is what we're responsible to do. So now that I've lost all your attention whatsoever, I'll try and regroup. Um, the second thing, I believe, is to launch a new planting and harvest season, season in a specific field we are to farm. So whether you're talking about a specific field that we are to farm, or since I wore a fishing shirt, a, a specific pond in which you're to fish, um, I, we feel called that God wants us to focus. He wants us to focus and no longer be like taking your seed and throwing it up in the air and hope something lands on good ground and, and maybe something will germinate and pop up. But rather, uh, we feel that he wants us to focus and to plant and to water and to weed and to harvest in a community that he has identified and assigned us to advance his kingdom in. The third thing is God trusts you specifically. It's the directive. He trusts you specifically and us collectively with a great call. It's a God call to set up his next and make a generational difference in the Apopka region. So for some of you who don't know much about Apopka, and that, that could be a few of you here, Apopka is the second largest city in Orange County other than Orlando. It is one of the few cities uh, other than Orlando that actually have a community newspaper, uh, two, two newspapers. Actually, my dad started one of them in 1965, bought the other one two years later in 67. We ran those for many years and then sold them to John Rickettson, who is a good and godly man, a Christian man, who promotes churches and the things of God. Why is that important? Well, I can tell you, if you have a community newspaper, it's like a glue that brings schools together and businesses together and people together and government together and you're able to discuss issues and things together. That's a big deal. Apopka is a community that has a lot of events. It has a, a Christmas parade that I have actually been running for 20 years that attracts 20,000 people every year. It has an art and foliage festival that attracts 25 to 30,000 people from the region and is a big deal. And it has many, many other things that even happen out at that recreational complex with a big amphitheater that I was telling you about. 
It has a chamber of commerce with hundreds of businesses that are local businesses in that area. As you can tell, we don't have a whole lot of businesses around here um, in this particular area. The city of Apopka, I've already mentioned, has this massive recreational park. You go out there on any, go out there today. Go out there today. You'll see thousands of people out there with their children playing. It has two high schools and is just about to have a third high school in the northwest end of town. So we can get a chance to know the families and the students of that community. It has an airport. It even has a second hospital. Nobody other than Orlando has a second hospital. Um, ORMC just announced that they bought 33 acres in the north side of Apopka to put, so it won't only be Advent Health, but now the competitive hospital in Central Florida, ORMC bought 33 acres to build a hospital out there. They didn't do that just for the fun of it because it's going to cost a boatload of money. They did it because they know the region is growing like crazy. It has a wonderful ministerial association that I go to. Many, many ministers that are coordinating, working together to see the kingdom of God advance. It has um, a, lar uh, a new town center being constructed. It has a large area that's being developed called Kelly Crossings that is bigger than Winter Garden Village, if you've been there. It's going to be bigger than that, and it's being done right now. Um, just read you a short little thing out of the local newspaper from this month. As of March 2022, there were almost, think about this, 15 million square feet of non-residential construction approved by the city hall. That's in the city limits. Not, not, it's not in the area. That's the city limits. And 13,000 um, residential, 13, residential units were submitted for permitting. Um, new deals are also coming in, such as Kelly Park Interchange, where several developers are planning massive amounts of work in roughly 8,000 residential units. Uh, it, it, is, it is growing like ever. The church would have a place of influence and favor in Apopka. And we'll be setting up the church for generations to come should the Lord tarry. So now I've cast a little bit of the vision of what we have heard from the Lord. And probably your next question is, do you have a specific building you're going to? Or a piece of land? And the answer is no. <laughs> I told you, walking with God is a progressive thing. But we wanted to tell you about a year or two in advance uh, that... Uh, that he has called us to do this. Um, unless, Pastor Adam, you want to buy uh, area for us, we'll be glad to go where you... Yeah, so, you know. The simple answer is God hasn't made it totally clear yet. But he has made it totally clear that we are to go. And so we're still seeking his confirmation and leadership on where... Uh, to go, but just to give you, if, if you're if you more from a different area of the city, because our our church seems to pull from Deland to Davenport to Christmas um, to Deltona um, to 
Groveland. Is that right, Groveland? Groveland. So we pull from all the way over, our church does. But if you're not familiar with the area, Main Street Apopka is 10 minutes from this building. So just to give you an idea, a little less than 10 minutes from this building. We have a lot of financial equity in this current facility. You all have been very faithful and very grateful. Um, and so we believe that uh, God's going to make a way financially. That's not the issue. The issue is hearing him and then following what we hear. Here's the big thing that I feel like God has placed on my heart to pray. And, and I'm not only praying it, I'm believing it. I'm asking God that 100% of you will come. That God would keep the family together. Having a church is not about a building. You don't go to church. I know we maybe have been taught that in earlier days. We are the church. So we're the family. So let's keep the Freedom family together and following the Lord on this call. We value and need you to be complete. Do you hear my heart on that? Those aren't words. Those are, that's my heart on that. So your elders and deacons are available for you to uh, discuss any questions that you might have. Again, it's about a, uh, one to two years from now uh, is what we're guessing. Um, but these are exciting times and um, we really believe that this is going to give our church that ability to go to the next level in helping people know God and find freedom and make a difference and discover their purpose. Amen. Yesterday morning I spent half a day praying and um, at the end of that time I just thought I would write a couple things down. I'm only going to read a couple, not all that I spent half day praying about. But, um, but I want to pray what God gave me over this situation, and I'd like you to join me in prayer. So let's pray. This is what I prayed, and I'm going to pray it again to him. Lord, you have given a great revelation to the elders of Freedom Fellowship Church. You have told us that you want us to move the building from where it is to inside the city limits of Apopka. You have told us that Apopka is our new home, our new field, our new place of service. Father, moving is only the tip of the iceberg. I pray, Lord, that you help me deliver your word to your people tomorrow in church that there might be an excitement about moving where you have called us to move. God, help me to hear and deliver what you say. But Lord, the real blessing and the real challenges both happen once we're in Apopka. So God, I ask that you begin to change the hearts of your people at Freedom. That Lord, we would care about people who have not seen or not heard of you. Help us develop hearts of compassionate desire for them to encounter you. Lord, may we truly desire that many would come to a saving knowledge through Jesus Christ. Father, may we not be so caught up in our daily activities 
the routines of life, the distractions and the blessings, that we miss the purpose for which you've called us. Lord, you have developed a wonderful world and you have allowed men and women to discover and bring to market many wonderful things, whether it's technology or homes or cars or phone devices to communicate with people all over the globe. God, you have been gracious to us. But Lord, all these things were for your purposes and for the advancement of your kingdom. And yet, we've used them primarily for our own benefit without regard to your purpose. Oh God, help us. Help me and the elders and the church move according to your purposes. Let us not be consumed with the things that don't consume you. Let us not be distracted by good or bad, but let us be consumed with what's on your heart and following after that. Lord, I don't know exactly what happened when you called your disciples, but your spirit allowed them to see something and to feel something and to believe something that they never thought they would encounter. And that was a direct connect with the living God. Oh God, would you privilege me to be able to communicate these truths to the people of your church? Help me, oh God. Do something I'm not capable of apart from you. You have gifted me in communication, written and oral, and yet, at the same time, I am not adequate to break through the tendencies of a human heart. Only your spirit can break through the tendencies of a human heart. Only your spirit can give an illumination that is so profound that people will be altered and join you on what is on your heart. Oh my God. Moving is not the big deal. The big deal is you have a heart is for us to have a heart for what's on your heart. Help me, help us develop a heart for what's on your heart. Help us be willing to set aside all that does not follow after your will. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this assignment. Scares me to death. But it's not about me. It's not about the elders. It's not even about any particular individual family. But this is about your assignment and your call and our decision to say yes or no. We're comfortable here. This is familiar. Place is just about paid off. And yet, I guess you're entrusting us with a great call. A great, I don't even want to use the word invitation. It's not an invitation, it's a call. And so Lord, I, I just humbly come before you as the lead pastor here. And, and, and Father, this is way too big for us. 
but it's a piece of cake for you. And Lord, you know what's on your heart. We have no clue like that stupid joke I did. Oh God, we have no clue on the rest of the story, but we do trust you. God, you are trustworthy. You have always been trustworthy. You've always come through. And so God, we say that we're with you. We're with you on your call. We're, we're with you as a family. God, this is a family of people that you have uniquely put together and woven together. Even if people or some of the people are new, oh God, you've uniquely called us together for your purposes. And we want to be about more than just us. We want to be, during our short time on this planet, about you. And so, Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for my dear friends that are here or some that are watching online. God, I thank you that we, um, that you thought we could be trusted with this assignment, with this field that you've called us to farm, with this fishing pond that you've called us to get to know. And so, Lord, we bless you and we thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. What do you think? Amen. Exciting and scary all at the same time, right? Yep. But uh, let me tell you, as I've walked with God, and I've seen some things that he has done that have blown my mind. Miracles. Uh, I know that the strength is not in me. The divine ability is not in me other than through his Holy Spirit. And yet what I've seen God do, whether it's bringing sight to blind people or whatever. He does what he says he's going to do. And, and my, my choice is... Do I want to be in with him on that? And I used to be afraid to pray for, for people that needed healing. Because what if God didn't do it? That's not my issue. My issue was only one thing. Will you be obedient, lay hands on them, and pray for them in faith that they will be healed? That's my, that's my call. And so as I fulfill my call... His Holy Spirit power comes. And so that's our opportunity. I want to remind you about our night of worship tonight. You know, uh, I think this will be, as Angela said, a very special night of us uh, collaborating with God and of really honoring Him and blessing Him that He would entrust with us this great adventure. And so if you have any questions, please don't feel, oh, I can't ask questions. Sure you can. Come, ask, talk to one of the elders, talk to the deacons. We, are, we, we will tell you what we know. I don't know, I just got a text. <laughs> so God bless you. Um, have a great day. If there's something on your heart or, or sickness that you may have, uh, our, we'll be glad to pray for you. So come on up and otherwise you're dismissed. God bless you.